Dynasties are built brick by brick, and this one is all homegrown players. Nothing more can be said about it, and this is how you get it done today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome in, friends and neighbors, Chiefs Kingdom around the world, and Chiefs Kingdom is growing around the world, so welcome into all of you new listeners. We're brought to you today by FanDuel. It's a great way to make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150, bucks. you bet. If it wins, you're on fire. FanDuel.com slash lockdown is the spot to go get started. A great show for you. Yes, we were up late. Hope you all joined us post-game. And now we're we're the day after. We're going to take a deeper look at how this thing came around and what this, this culmination, this Super Bowl 58 victory means. Yes, there's a little bit of hubbub going on. We're going to get to that as well. We're going to talk about what the future brings and how you go back after it because I thought one message was very, very clear. Three-peat is on everybody's mind in this organization. How they got here is by doing the basics and building from within. And that's what led to the primetime performances, which is where we're going to start today on the Lockdown Podcast Network. That means your team every single day. So if you would start here on YouTube and like, and sub, and hit the bell, we would very much appreciate that. You can then jump over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and any audio platform because we are free and available every day, all the time for free, at least five days a week. And quite frankly... Quite often, a whole lot more. So we try to give you everything we can, including the text line where you can get the last-minute details at 816-357-8781. Join our insider line with all the Locos. You Locos make this show go around. We appreciate you guys every single day. That's what a Loco is here. And we need you as much as you need information. So we're here for you. I'm excited about this. This is Chris Clark, my partner, runs Chiefs Corner, where you can get all the information on the quarterbacks, the capology, everything that you need. We've been covering this team for more than eight years, but we are the original host of this show, if you're new to us. Eight years on this show. This is a lot. Uh, there's no way around that. We've, just, we've gone the full gamut, right? I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, as well as RGR Football and NFL33.com. You can check all those out. If you want some of the, the newest gear, go check out the store for RGR as well. It comes back to this, the performances that you have to have to get jobs done. It, we're, we can't do anything without Patrick Mahomes, but he's not the only one that had epic performances out there to get this Super Bowl win after Patrick. Who stands out to you? Uh, I mean, if you're looking at PFF stats, Leo Chanel stands out, uh, highest graded chief in that game and just absolutely had himself a game, which he did in the Super Bowl last year, too. Uh, you know, Chanel was the one that blocked it or at least got his hand on the, on the extra point first. Uh, and I do apologize. I probably sound a little rough. My voice is gone from yesterday. Uh, too much fun celebrating that win. You know, you look at this and you just look at the roster with how they've drafted everybody and, and it goes down the line. I mean, you're absolutely right. There are so many players that they brought in, uh, that they've just hit home runs on. And so you're sitting here in a situation, Chanel stands out. Trim McDuffie stands out. I mean, three pass breakups. Uh, and the, really, I think I, if you go look at the thumbnail for the YouTube channel, uh, one of his first pass breakups was a deep ball uh, to Debo Samuel, and he broke it up. And what really sticks out in my mind on that is he has had trouble tracking the deep ball at times. That was a huge play. He doesn't make that play. That's a touchdown, and it changes the game. Yeah. I mean, that is 
just incredible. You can't ask Debo to do anything else in order to make that play either. It had to be perfect, and it had to be accomplished in order to get that done. And the way he popped up and just realized, yes, whatever they throw at me, I'm able to handle this. He was targeted seven times, allowed two completions for a total of nine yards. That's what second-year player, and we're going to talk about that performance as well as some of the other youngins, but it all comes down to you have to be able to put up when it's time to shut up, and I'll give him credit. I thought MVS came up when he needed to and did his job. Was it was it truly what he's been paid to do? No. Uh, it was three catches on four targets. Uh, it was just 20 yards, but it was really, really key. I would put him second behind, uh, well, maybe third behind, actually, uh, <laughs> Rasheed Rice and our guy, McCole Hardman, who um, I hopefully has, has got his memory back, uh, supposedly blacked out there right. in the end zone. Uh, my favorite bit of that was what Mahomes had to say, that he had to go remind him, hey, uh, we just won this game. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome is that? I just won the Super Bowl. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just, and you know, on replay, it does look, he look, does look a little dazed. I got to give him credit. Oh, no. He looks very dazed. And Travis Kelsey didn't celebrate at first either. It was kind of one of those things where you're like, they just won the is Super that... Bowl. Why aren't these guys excited? <laughs> it's it, those are performances that I think we, we've talked about back and forth all, all season. You knew you were going to get Mahomes best, you knew you were going to get. A version of Travis Kelsey, whether he's fully healthy or not, that's still debatable in my mind. He certainly has looked better in the playoff run, but I think that's still up for grabs. Yeah, and right before I saw a good morning football today, right before they kicked the field goal at the very end of the game to tie it before they went to overtime, Travis Kelsey hit 19 or 19 miles per hour on that run. He was booking it. That was the fastest speed he's hit all season. Uh, and that just shows he's healthier than he's ever been this season, and that's impressive uh, when you think about everything that they've been through and everything he's been through. He finally got past the knee a couple of weeks ago, or, you know, right as the playoffs were starting, and it looks like he was as healthy as he could possibly be going into this game, and it played a big part in having a chance to win late. It certainly did, and, and his performance, 9 of 11 targets, you can't really fault anything there except for the fact that it was a slow start and it had to come on late in the ball game but I, I think that was as much as game flow as anything else um we'll probably discuss that folks as we take the next week to really savor what's going on here uh, and living through the parade i hope you're all getting ready for we're going to take a, a couple of days to really break down uh individual concepts individual players and really dig in deeper than we have in years past because Quite frankly, it's so overwhelming to have so much to talk about, even for a show like ours that's five days a week. If you're not subbed yet, you should know that. We're going to take our time this year and really dig into a couple of topics. Yeah, we're going to have to. And then it's crazy because the NFL schedule keeps moving on. In two weeks, the combine starts. And I'm not trying to go to the combine, but you look at it, the Chiefs have been in this scenario every single year, it seems like. They're always in it. Well, yeah, I know you're looking at it, but the Chiefs are in this scenario almost every single year where – it's either a month between when they end their season in the combine or two weeks in this case, because they won the Super Bowl again. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, the front office is doing whatever they do uh, and they've been taking care of that end of it. And, and the scouting department's been doing that. But uh, regardless, I think that, you know, you look at it, this team has just been on a tear and this is how a dynasty goes. I mean, this is what exactly what you have to do. You have, have to have everybody focused on the, job going forward and you know epic performances 
you can say what you want, but one of the epic performances, and we're going to have to talk about it here in just a minute, is Brett Veach. His job as GM, putting them in a position to be able to win this game, uh, was fantastic, and there was a lot of questions about it during the season. Yeah, and there's only going to be more. So we will get to that right after this. A message of what you might want to get out and get done. DoorDash went all out for game day and DoorDash stuff from all the ads to one lucky winner, cars, snacks, and even tax software. DoorDash is the all-in app for your everyday needs from restaurants to groceries to flowers and gifts. So next time you're running low on your dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get much, much more than you realized delivered by DoorDash. Didn't have a chance to hit the grocery store last weekend after all the big game commotion? Or maybe your bar cart has been mysteriously cleared out. Wonder how that happened. Stock up for the next week ahead and get delivery from DoorDash. Whatever watch party or anything party you've got coming up, get it delivered with DoorDash. Football season may be over, but we're in the thick of basketball games the school year, and let's face it, winter. I can think of a million reasons daily to order DoorDash. Hop on the app and make your day a little easier. Get dinner for tonight, groceries for the week, or consolation prize for your sad fan sad friends in san francisco they're definitely going to need it all on doordash doordash your door to more head to the doordash app to get everything you need delivered there's nothing like being able to get all the information that you want in one spot and right now the locked on sports today feed is live and it's 24 7 and can give you everything that you're looking for so make sure you check that out i think you guys are really going to dig it and i i really identify with uh what you said there uh for doordash because uh shout out um to uh fd santa clara a buddy of mine lives right in the bay area and uh is 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 a local and he's a little bit hurting today so cheers to you guys um, appreciate the work you do, but uh, too bad Chiefs won. Anyway, what we get down <laughs> to... <laughs> not apologizing for that. So No, sorry, not sorry, basically. So, Pretty much. Uh, you did a great job mentioning Brett Veach at the, the end of, of the last segment, and I don't think you can go too far down the path that we're about to go down about the epic performances and how they got here without giving him so much credit that it feels a little bit cheap because we know that everyone discounts his ability based on the fact that he's worked for Andy Reid forever that Andy Reid has kind of right. brought him up whether whether it was reporting to someone or else or not um but I, I think it's time that we have to get and convince national media to get as well off the bandwagon that that Andy is still doing the bulk of the work that's just not the case and yes John Dorsey was involved with the Mahomes selection we we have to give him credit as well um, it, it was the true scout role that Brett Veach brought it to him for approval, et cetera, and had to work out the deal the whole nine yards. But Veach sold him on here. it. Exactly. He's been here every step of the way, and he's doing things himself. I don't think it's lip service, and for the, the national folks out there, I don't think it's lip service anymore when you hear Andy Reid say, hey, I don't know what's going on with that. I'm letting Veach deal with it because he does. Yeah, Veach knows the, the parameters and what he's looking for. But I don't think Brett Veach, especially nationally, gets enough credit for what this roster is and particularly how it's been set up to move through the years. No, it, it absolutely he does not. And that is something that it, it stings every time that you if you think about it and people talk about it. Uh, and, you know, one of the guys, and, and this is a guy that Brett Veach didn't even draft, but he went and got him from a practice squad, Harrison Butker, 28 years old. Look at what he was able to do in this game. Uh, you know, same age as Patrick Mahomes, two of the best players at their positions in the NFL. Uh, and he helped bring them in. 
there's a lot of guys we could talk about uh, that have been here for a while. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, all drafted by by Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, obviously. We know about those guys. But I think we need to highlight the last four draft classes because that's really the core of what has got Kansas City here. So let's look back. 2020, the year after they beat San Francisco in the Super Bowl the last time, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Willie Gay, Lucas Niang, Legereus Need, Michael Dana, and the Thicarious Keys. All of those guys, except for Keys, have been here. And Niang has been injured, so that's a, that, you know, whatever. But yeah, there's five guys on that, four guys on that, that have given significant contributions to this roster. And and Legereus Need is Legereus Need. He, he's, if, if it wasn't for... <laughs> Quite honestly, the phenomenal development of Trent McDuffie, we wouldn't be talking about the duo. We'd be talking about LJ and the guys that play with him. That's right. how good he is. I mean, to say it in that that realm, the contributions that you got, some of the key performances, one of them being from Legereus Need. Now, Legereus plays with an edge. Uh, I will admit that. P- folks are going to push back and say, well, he got that penalty because he was, you know, Slapping back at somebody and that kind of stuff. Okay. He still allowed 50% completion rate for 23 yards. But that's been the Super Bowl all, team. Yeah. That's been him all season. He's yeah. always been that guy. You don't want to take that edge away from him. You're going to live with those penalties. Yeah. It sucked at the time, but you're going to live with those penalties for sure. One of the PBUs in this game was his as well. Another epic performance from a guy that was a fourth round draft pick that had to be found through Brett Veach and his staff. Obviously, we talked about Trent McDuffie at the top of the, of the, the show. I mean, just his his epic performance, especially in man. And I always come back to this because when I scouted him on film, it was very apparent that he he understood what man was, but he wasn't asked to do it. So this is a key, and we're going to talk about this for the next three months, folks, as, as we talk about not just scouting what a player does, but how he projects to what you do. Because that was a leap of faith. Brett Veach and his staff had to go find a guy that had talent and project him into Spag's system, which means you have to do everything as a defensive back. And I think that is something as well, that epic performances come from guys that you select and you grow on your turf. And Trent McDuffie is one of them. Uh, Joshua Williams, obviously, Jalen Watson still works in progress. But LJ Sneed and uh, Brian Cook, don't want to forget about him. Know know that he's hurt, but I, I think... We all understand what the, the contribution is. The defensive well, backfield is probably the best example of what growing your talent up yourself does for you. No, absolutely. Let's take a quick look at the next draft class. Nick Bolton, Creed Humphrey, Joshua Kando, Noah Gray, Cornell Powell, and Trey Smith. Another four guys that have been heavily involved in this team. And you can argue Noah Gray to a lesser extent than the other three. Regardless, they've all played key parts to this Chiefs team. You already talked about the 22 class. McDuffie, Carl Loftus, Sky Moore, Brian Cook, Leo Chanel, Joshua Williams, Darian Kennard, Jalen Watson, Isaiah Pacheco, and Nazi Johnson, who we t- we're talking about Nazi Johnson maybe being a top three CB. And then you still have <laughs> Joshua Williams. training camp, and we're still right. talking about him. <laughs> right. So you're looking at when you hit a home run in a draft, when you hit multiple home runs in a draft with three or four players from that draft that become co- core contributors – that's how you know you're going to be a good franchise. He's done that every single year. He had four guys in 20, four guys in 21. Uh, McDuffie, Carl Loftus, Cook, uh, Chanel, Williams, Watson, and Pacheco. That's what, seven <laughs> in 22? And then you get into 2023, and it's another class where you got Rasheed Rice. Wani Morris played a big part of this of this team. Jamari Connor, B.J. Thompson, 
Keandre Coburn and Nick Jones, and obviously FAU, who actually only played seven snaps and still made a a big play in that game. Uh, Agreed. And and Jamari Connor as well. Yep. He brought his style of play, and I think that's that's underrated here. Is that somebody needs to bring the edge in the backfield as well. Uh, Reed does a good job of it, but Connor's just a little bit edgier, right? Uh, had 15 pass coverage snaps. I, I think that made a difference in that just having the rookie contribution. I mean, we just talked about ongoing classes where three, four guys are constantly contributing, and that allows you to stack these contracts, as we're going to talk about in the coming weeks, and Crystal's going to break down the cap for us. You have to have that to roll forward. No, you absolutely do. And the crazy thing to me is you sit here and you look at it and you go, the draft class from 2022 doesn't know anything other than winning the Super Bowl. (laughs) I I mean, Trent McDuffie doesn't, you know, (laughs) Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, all those guys don't know anything other than winning the Super Bowl. George Karloftis, I don't want to leave him out. He's played fantastic this season and and did a lot for this team. Uh, Leo Chanel, his game, honestly, the way he went about what he did, his assignments, and he may not get a lot of the credit because he didn't get stats, but he was mm-hmm. the reason that people were able to do things and get after the the running backs at times. He was taking on two or three guys, trying to free up other guys behind him to be able to make the, the play, and that is something that, like I said, you're not going to get the stats, you're not going to get the love for it, but it is extremely valuable, and uh, that guy has shown up twice in the Super Bowl in times where he, you didn't expect it because he wasn't doing it during the regular season. Yeah, it's it's understanding your role and how to, to play up to your at most ability in that role to add to the whole. And that's what it comes down to. Those guys have to be drafted all up and down the draft. It's, they're not all round one picks. They're not even day two picks, all of them. Uh, (laughs) right i mean trey legerius day three guys that are contributing constantly it it goes back to it's about building from within and supplementing when you have something you weren't able to get done or 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 you need to fill a gap uh clearly uh bringing in the tackles had to be done in free agency yep wide receivers um over the last couple of years in free agency you had to go trade to get mccall back who ends up uh, through his sleepwalking, ending the Super Bowl for you? <laughs> I mean, yes, you have to fill in those cracks, but the foundation, the the basis, all the building blocks are done by growing them, identifying them, and getting them on your roster early as rookies. And I think that is only going to continue because as the cap evolves and the high high end guys, all three of which, by the way, the three guys that addressed the teams prior to the Super Bowl are all draft picks of this franchise in Mahomes and Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. And, and there's a – got to fill there's in. A, no, you absolutely have to. And when you talk about filling in, you have to look at another guy that hasn't gotten much praise. And I know he had a little bit of a rough game at times, but Nick Allegretti stepping in in the AFC Championship game and then going in the Super Bowl and being able to do just what he was able to do, it, it didn't look pretty at times, and I get it. He's not Joe Tooney, and that's not a fair comparison. But for him to be able to step in and for – I mean, he's a homegrown guy for Kansas City too. I mean, he is beyond – he was here the last time they played the 49ers. Yep. Uh, he's one of the few that was. But he played a fantastic role in that game. And to be able to have that kind of depth, to be able to have somebody that's wanting to come back and play in this culture because he knows, even as a backup, that it's a great place to be. Allegretti, I think, is a guy that needs a little bit more praise as well. I, I agree. Uh, I, I'd argue with you as good as Donovan Smith's been in the postseason. Nick Allegretti had a better day yesterday. 
Um, oh, that absolutely. is a real defensive front. Uh, you can't fault him for that. Um, and again, just up and down the line, like you said, multiple draft picks on that offensive line. And, and, and it's crazy because chemistry is such a big thing with offensive line. And we, and we look at it as trying to plug and play. It's not, I mean, there are so many nuances to offensive line play and Patrick knowing the, you know, getting them in the right positions and the offensive line, knowing the protections and knowing when to slide or where to slide and all that. I mean, there is a lot of nuance to it, be able to, you know, push off on twists and stunts and all that. It's, it's a big deal. So uh, glad to see he's, you know, a guy that got another Super Bowl ring and, I would love to see him back in Kansas City. We'll see. Uh, that's that's an off-season conversation we're going to have to have in the future. I completely agree with you. The future is what we need to get to. Um, they're going to try to run this back, and they're going to try to do it as much as intact as possible. How can they get that done coming up next? The Super Bowl is over. You guys did it. You got it done, and you are the victors. And now it's time to double down on what else you can get done. You can get buckets with your first bet at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers are getting $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's anything. That's $150 if your bet wins. Right now, the NBA is the thing that's going to take over next. And all your favorite players are available. There's quick bets. There's same-game parlays. Who's going to hit the props? Who's going to hit that last-minute three? What are you looking for? It's all there at fanduel.com slash locked on. Shoot your shot. That's fanduel.com slash locked on at fanduel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and the NBA. Lockdown Sports Today is where you guys want to go. Lockdown 49ers. Give our pals Peacock and Crocker a little bit of credit. Give, give them some support. They did a pretty good job dealing with, with that loss uh, and more power to them. We are a big family on this network. You can check out any of the Lockdown Podcast shows. They will get it done for you no matter who you're looking at or what sport you're looking at. We are going to look to do exactly the same thing this time next year because we are focused on running it back yet again. And back to back to back is something that's never been done. And it's something that multiple members of the Chiefs organization yesterday mentioned. It is not just, hey, we got here. We can go relax now. It's, okay, we're going to take our downtime. They really, really need to because you're talking 41 games in the last two seasons this well, team has played. And that's it. It goes back to what I talked about with the you know scouting combine being in two weeks. I mean, that's another thing that they deal with with this season that they play. Playing that many games, it's going to wear on you. So, a uh, lot to get ready for for 24, and back to back to back is obviously the dream scenario going into the Super Bowl for this game for the Chiefs was to win back to back to back, and now they're in a situation where they can. And I will say this: I have a very very hard time believing that the offense is going to look anything like what it did during the regular season this year. They're going to make some moves, and there's going to be a lot to talk about uh, going into the 2024 offseason. As soon as we get past the combine, we're going to start talking about free agency because that's the next domino to fall before we get to the draft. It's it's a very convoluted time of well, year here for existing players, existing organizations, and new. And we may have to be talking about it a little bit even before the combine because Chris Jones has some uh, things that are going to be coming up because of his contract that he signed that end uh, in the next week or two. So the, you know, definitely going to be something that they have to look at uh, going forward and. 
you got to figure he's in their plans. I love seeing him and Andy Reid on the field last night after the game. Reid basically <laughs> oh, tackled him. Don't get him. on the ground. Just yeah. don't get on the ground. Come on. <laughs> hey, those two love each other, and it was very obvious the way they went about it. And it's great to see that kind of relationship. I think that can go a long way to helping uh, mend fences that happened earlier this offseason. Yeah, everybody, um, please, someone in the building, check on Ted Cruz when he gets home. I, I thought he might be having a coronary right there watching any read get on the ground. So um, I hope that he's okay. Director of PR, sorry, president of PR. Um, it's going to be okay. <laughs> he's mobile. Um, all that said, Andy is, is obviously the tip of the spear as Mahomes is on, on the field. Um, we got some interesting news on kind of a leak from Schefter today in that we understand there was interest in Joe Cullen to coach elsewhere, close maybe even the college ranks. And I I feel like I understand what happened and why we didn't get an announcement. But what we have come to find out is that Joe Cullen will be back. He has an extension in place. And so while Steve Spagnuolo is still looking maybe to, to have a head coach position again, uh, I don't think that the NFL is coming calling for that right now. So you're going to have these two guys that built this year's defense right back in the same roles next year. And I think that is probably the biggest step towards running it back. It probably is. And so I will say, you know, you look at it. I don't think either of these coordinators are going to be going anywhere anytime soon because Matt Nagy uh, floundered in, in Chicago. He's going to have to do something to get a, a second chance. And Spagnuolo had a really bad time in St. Louis. And, and that, I think, is still being held against him. So I don't think he's going to be getting a chance. And the other thing that works against both those guys is generally speaking, when you start looking at the league, it's they want the newest and youngest. Like that's how all these head coaching jobs kind of go is newest and youngest guys. So to me, I, I think Spags is probably going to be in Kansas City for quite a while. I don't see anybody else uh, offering him a job. I I hope I'm right. <laughs> so uh, let's just put it that way. And then you know you talk about Matt Nagy. Uh, yeah, the offense struggled at times, but I think that he is a person that really helps Mahomes, and I do think that is going to be something that's going to help going forward. And I do think that you look at what Mahomes was able to do. He changed his game. He has changed his game every single season he's played, and this is another step forward in his progression to be even better. Uh, there was a great article. I think it was Benjamin Solak at The Ringer talking about how Mahomes became a game manager for the Super Bowl. And while a lot of people are going to argue that they don't like that, I love it. Because that is exactly what he was doing. Other than that deep throw that he threw to McCole Hardman, he took what the defense gave him just about the entire game. And that is all you have to ask of, of him. And got him to a Super Bowl. His worst season, and they still win the Super Bowl. Maybe maybe that's the way that the NFL can uh, can get the negative connotation off of the term game manager. Just put it on Mahomes for a while. That'll change everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, they won't be using that on many people anymore. <laughs> No, it comes down to, to the fact that, yes, you're going to have some turnover. Um, it's going to be a long, drawn-out drama with some of the free agents, including Legereus Need and Chris Jones. We're going to save our time for that. But setting, again, back to the foundational discussion of if you get those guys back, great. If you have to, to then replace them, that's a different thing. By having the staff in place, for the most part, I'm sure they might lose one or two people. It allows you to hit the ground running with whoever's coming in and understanding that the rest of the group is on track and on the same page. Now, could there be additions? Maybe. You're going to hear a lot, a lot of talk about Eric Bieniemy coming up here in the next few days. 
they'll probably wait until after the parade. I don't know that there's room on this this particular staff for him at this point. Um, would you would you bring him back to be a passing game coordinator and let him work with the receivers? I don't know. Maybe maybe a little accountability there might might come in handy. I don't know. I, I mean, you could argue that he could do that, but at the same time, then you're doing the same thing you kind of did to the receivers at this point. You put him with somebody that has never played the position. So I don't think that you want to go that direction. Uh, maybe you bring him back as the running game coordinator and just let him work with the running backs and and work in that aspect. I think that he could do that well. Uh, the other thing that is interesting to me is, you know, are they going to make a change? I, I love what Mahomes was able to do this season, but is that something that they would like? is that maybe you bring back EB and you give him the QB coaching position. And I say that because that's usually something that actually helps you get a coordinator job or a head coaching job elsewhere. I'll tell you the most likely scenario. And, and again, I, I would put this at under 50%. I, I don't, I think Eric B will get a different opportunity. Um, I know Andy would probably support him in coming back. If he did, my guess would be that title would be assistant head coach, something coordinator. Um, yep. positionless, uh, is my point so that it is again, that, that goal of becoming a head coach. And I, and I do think that's going to be on the table. Could there be some other departures? <laughs> how? We've seen other staffs get rated already. I, I feel like they understand just how important keeping the core staff together is, but we'll have to see through attrition and, you know, people throw money at assistant coaches, try to get them off of winning teams. We'll see if they can fight the attrition. Yeah, and that's going to be something that they're going to have to – we'll find out over the next couple of weeks if, if they're losing somebody. But Colin staying is a huge step in the right direction. I was afraid that they were going to lose him to a coordinator job, even if it was just in college. Uh, but him deciding to stay in Kansas City, he wants to chase more rings, and he's got a ton of them already. So, uh, you know, and I think him coming back also helps with a guy like Chris Jones because Chris Jones mm -hmm. loves Joe Colin. I mean, that that's yeah. a great relationship those two have. Uh, so there's a lot of things that are going to be working in the right direction. And we're going to be talking about the offseason and what they can do. There's a ton of ways to open up salary cap space, and they still have a ton right now. That's the crazy thing. They have cap space heading into 2024 that they haven't had in a long time. Oh, Chiefs currently have 20, 23 million. Sorry. We're going to dig through every dollar that can be spent there because that that is a whole series of shows in and of itself. Yep. But right now, they're set up. Enjoy the next couple of days. The parade's coming. Matt Derrick's going to be back home and in studio so that we can get with him to get his inside information about what that room was like in the celebration. How many other guys that we didn't see started talking about a return next year? What is the consciousness within that locker room? The last time that they'll probably all be in one room uh, as they go through their 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 parting of ways here so everybody can go get some rest finally in the offseason. Um, if, if you happen to live in the Bahamas or whatever, look out for a, a large contingent of offensive linemen, I'm told. <laughs> Just be prepared. But for the most part, this is this is a big deal. So, Matt, on, on Wednesday, and we're going to start taking a look at the, the dire topics, the things that we have to illuminate now before we have to start talking about free agency in the draft. So be with us. Make sure you're subscribed. We are here every day of the week, all year long. And a lot of bonus episodes on top of that. We appreciate your support by liking this video, by subbing to the channel, and by clicking that bell. That always helps us. And check out the rest of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Whether you're into the NBA or college football or whatever you're looking for, we have it. And we have a 24-hour stream on Lockdown Sports Today. I think you guys will really love that. It's been a long season. Enjoy the party now. I think we both are. We're going to keep that up this week before we turn back to the business of continuing to build another dominant dynasty evolution.
because you know they're going to have to change stuff. We appreciate you being with us. Thank you for your time. We're going to be back with you tomorrow. Enjoy your evening. Get ready for that parade. We'll talk to you then.